0: This is Jim, and today I wanted to share a uh, a good word with you. Um, A quick word, actually, uh, at least by my standard, uh, about the love of God. So I'm sure you're familiar, uh, if you're already a believer, in uh, John 3.16, which says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. And... You know, I've read that verse so many times. I've heard it over the years. Um, I think the first time uh, I I became a a believer, a believing believer, let's put it that way, back in 1986. So it's been a long time. And I've heard those verses and other verses so many times over the years that um, over time, I find that you can almost become um, deaf to certain things like somebody telling you to be encouraged when you really don't want to be encouraged or to um, uh, take heart or any of those things because people say certain things over and over and over again and it kind of loses its meaning after a while you become dead to it if you hear it so many times. So sometimes you really have to take a fresh look at what the Bible says and because At the end of the day, the Bible wasn't written just to be another form of teachings or a book to live by. It actually says that the New Testament, the gospel, or the good news is uh, the message of Jesus Christ and the reason why he came to earth. And Jesus said that if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. He told that to Philip. So when it says that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son— It doesn't just end there, but it builds on that throughout the Bible. For example, it says in Romans chapter 8, verses 31 through 33, it says, What shall we say to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? So the question is, why is God for us? And the reason is, is because God loves us. He wouldn't be for us if he didn't love us. A parent loves a child, right? And... So God revealed, God was revealed by Jesus as the Father, which was striking to how Moses revealed him as, as the judge originally. So people ask often, well, what version of God is the real version? The New Testament or the Old Testament? So if you're a judgment-minded individual... You may take a position that, well, yeah, God may love us, but he's also a judge, and he judges righteously. But listen to these verses. It says, if God is for us, who can be against us? He that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all. All would be everyone who ever believes, from the beginning of time until the end of time. But delivered him up for us all, how shall he not, with him, also freely give us all things? Who shall lay anything to the charge of God's elect? It is God that justifies. So, you know, some people will make the, come from the position that, well, God is just the father of all of us. But Jesus told the Pharisees that their father was the devil. And they basically did the will of their father because that's, he was, they were from that seed, right? So there's a righteous seed and an unrighteous seed in the earth today. And not to get really like, um, into the apologetics of it. I want to come from a heart, a position of the heart, what you really believe in your heart, because that's where you live. And if you sit down, you have a Bible study and, or you talk theology with somebody, that's one thing. But when you're in just the trenches of life and you're just living your life from day to day, and you meet challenges, your faith can't be based on just a series of teachings. Ultimately, your faith will rest in what you believe in your heart. And whatever's in your heart will dictate the quality of life that you live. Whether you live a life that's filled with the peace peace of God or whether you live a life that's filled with anguish and uncertainty and anxiety. So I have the peace of God in my life today. And that peace is more valuable than any possession I've ever owned. I also have grown over time to really have faith in the love of God. It's just like if my father were a judge. So the difference is, if you go to court, and there's no relationship at all between you and the judge. You're just, you're an outsider looking in. It's a totally different scenario than standing before God, the creator of heaven and earth and all of us. And having a personal relationship with him. So God has already justified us by sending Jesus and delivering him up so that his blood, because remember the Bible says without the shedding of blood, there's no forgiveness or remission of sins. His blood not only forgave us of the sins that we committed in the past, but it goes on and continues to bring forgiveness and restitution as we need it from from day to day. In our lives. Um, Let me read another scripture to you. I think it's interesting that Paul made this statement. I've made it over and over again. That your faith shouldn't stand in the wisdom of men. But in the power of God. 1 John chapter 4 verses 16 through 19 say. And we have known and believed the love that God has to us. See some people might know it had knowledge, but they don't believe it in their heart. They don't believe in the love of God. And we have known and believed that God, the love that God has to us, God is love, and he that dwells in love dwells in God and God in him. That's why forgiveness is so important, to walk in it, to forgive those who uh, transgress against you, to forgive those that maybe abuse you or um, don't treat you. Um, As though you have any value, ignore you or cast you out, whatever. We walk in forgiveness because love and forgiveness are two sides of the same coin. And it says in verse 17, herein is our love made perfect, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment, because as he is, so are we in this world. How great is that to believe that God loves you, and to accept that love and to take the love that God has put into your heart and to share it with the people around you. Doing that, you will have boldness, it says here, in the day of judgment. You won't be cowering and afraid because you know in your heart that you love God, you know that God loves you, and you know that the blood of Jesus has separated you from your sins. The Bible says as far as the east is from the west. It says, verse 18, there is no fear in love. If you ever watch YouTube videos, uh, especially those that deal with the end times, you'll hear a message of fear preached continuously. And that message of fear brings people into bondage, and people gravitate towards it, almost like the moth to the light. And they gravitate towards a message that's actually destroying them from the inside out. They don't even realize it because they're blinded by it. It says there's no fear and love. That means you're not afraid that the economy is going to collapse because God loves you and God will take care of you no matter what happens. You're not afraid if there's going to be martial law on the street. You're not afraid if the plague is going to break out or a giant asteroid is going to hit the earth here in your time, that there won't be a rapture until the very last minute. You're going to have to go through all this suffering. You're not afraid of any of that because your heart has been perfected. And it has a foundation that's based on the love of God as opposed to the judgment of God. It says in the, um, I guess the book of, I think it's the book of Romans. Uh, Let me take a minute to recall exactly how it's worded. It says the goodness of God leadeth to repentance. What does that mean? It doesn't say the judgment of God leads people to repent. It says the goodness of God leads leads you to repentance. Let's uh, take another look at verse 18. It says, there is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear because fear has torment. Do you know what it's like to be tormented by certain thoughts over and over again? That's the result of the presence of fear. He that fears is not made perfect in love. We love him because he first loved us. So God loved us first. He called us first. I know you may not be able to understand it, but you don't have to understand it to be able to believe it. It says that he called us and knew us from the foundations of the earth, from the very beginning, before we were even here. He first loved us. He justified us. He's made us righteous. He separated us from our sins as far as the east is from the west. Once your heart is established in love, then the other things that other people fear, even other people who believe in the name of Jesus, but are struggling, maybe they're not making enough money and they're afraid that they won't be able to pay their bills on time, or they're afraid that they'll lose their home and be living in their car out in the street, or they're afraid of sickness and disease, or they're afraid of not having enough of fill in the blank, or they're afraid they'll have to do without fill in the blank. The needs are many and varied, but the point is, there is no fear in love, and God is love. And he that dwells in love dwells in God. So let me read one more uh, set of verses for you. First Thessalonians 5, 8, 9, it says, But let us, who are of the day, be sober, putting on the breastplate of faith and love, and for a helmet, the hope of salvation, for God has not appointed us to wrath, but to obtain salvation by our Lord Jesus Christ. So I'm not going to break these scriptures down any further than I already have. And let these verses educate your heart today, not just your head. And learn to focus your belief, your faith, on a foundation that won't uh, be moved, and that is the love of God. The love of God expressed directly through Jesus Christ. Jesus said, if you've seen me, you've seen the father. I thank God that when I stand before God, that I'm going to stand before him by the grace that I received. It's not of works. The Bible says you are saved by grace through faith that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God. So I'm thankful for all the gifts that God has given me. I'm, Thankful for the things which will come to pass in the near future. I'm thankful because the Bible says that God gives liberally to all men and does not withhold. All he requires you to do is to ask in faith, not doubting, not wavering. Thanks for joining me today. If you need some more information, I encourage you to go to the main website at www.faithtestedbyfire.com. Dot com Sign up for the mailing list. That uh, address again is www.faithtestedbyfire.com. Sign up for the mailing list and get updates immediately when a new podcast or article has been added to the site. Thanks for listening. Have a great day. God bless you, and I'll talk to you soon.